remember, 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 but remember when I told you that unless you hear it from us, it's not the truth. Okay, even though I told you it was just going to be one week, and I've clearly fucking lied to you, um, it's only us that tell the truth, okay? Except it wasn't the truth you said, was it? It wasn't the truth. (laughs) It was the truth because it came from us. And and where did this one case come from? I've got no fucking idea. Apparently it came from fucking Sydney, the other country that's meant to be fucking zero COVID as well. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks A second-hand car, and a new pair of socks I want liberty, without conditions Hey everyone, welcome to Chasing Descent, show number 19 From me, Jaipo, in a van in France Ben, in the studio in England And a special guest uh, I would like to introduce yeah, okay. our special guest. It's a uh, regular to Descent Media, Mr. David Nolan of Stop Common Pass. Except we can actually see his face. Um, oh, mon visage. Oui, oui. <laughs> oh, that means he's a target now. He'll be a target. How um, are yeah, we see? I'm, I'm a Russian bot already anyway. I've been on RT, so yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was, I was going to say when I actually saw you on RT, you weren't, you weren't really talking like an Irish man. You were going, "We must not allow vaccine passport in the United Kingdom," and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's what happened to me after I got my Sputnik jab." You know, my Sputnik. <laughs> 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 so, um, welcome to Chasing Descent. This is. Uh, a less formal show. Me and John, we talk, we talk, we talk shit of the week, um, and uh, well, midweek. Uh, and uh, you wanted to come on and and uh, have a little chat at the top of the hour here uh, about the Together campaign um, and vaccine passports in general, and what you've brought to the table. Which I'm just going to nail my colours to the mast and say you have. Go for been it. Biggest- yeah. You've been the biggest voice against vaccine passports in the country since since the idea of going against them was mainstream, so to speak. I mean, I, everybody will know I nailed my colours videos, in fact, to the mass May 2020 started talking about vaccine passports. But you took it to the next level and you got over 300,000 people to sign a petition against vaccine passports you have brought more people together than anybody else in this country over vaccine passports so that's just my introduction of you um and um i i i just want to say thank you man i mean thank you for giving me your time giving us your time and um and trying to bring this issue to the fore thanks for that ben uh right well well first of all i think it's it's appropriate and it's formal to say congratulations to alan and everyone that uh, you know was involved with the Gatherdeclaration.org. Um, it launched today. I think the live stream went live after three o'clock um, today in London at a specific uh, location. Yeah. And uh, so, congratulations to everyone involved in that and for getting it going. It's um, it's fantastic. So I suggest that people get onto the uh, TogetherDeclaration.org and put your name to it. Um, sign up, folks, because the message is great. It's um, it's unified. It's simple. It's clear. Uh, we must come together and unite in the face of vaccine passports everywhere, not just at home in Britain or where I'm from in Ireland, but everywhere. Domestic or internationally, it is the same technology, the same uh, intention, the same 
implementation, the overall same uh, super uh, objective. So please sign up, folks, and stopcommonpass.org. We've lent uh, our we've lent our voice uh, to it as well. So uh, we feel that yes, please do get over there and and uh, support them because whether you're on the left, you're a centrist, you know, you're on the right. Sorry, I've got a call coming through. I just had to stop that. Live radio. Sorry about that. <laughs> or at Skype, I should say. Can you still yeah. hear me, guys? Oh, yeah. yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got, yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Slightly embarrassed. And I just had to knock off a uh, signal. I was getting uh, something on signal there. And I was I was mid-flow. I was mid-flow. So, uh, I, I, I so was, where was I? Was I? Gonna, oh, but I was going to quickly interrupt you because... Um, you you being here with John, I want you to, to to have a bit of a chat in a minute, um, because John is actually living under a domestic passport uh, regime right now. So um, I know that that we luckily uh, David are not, but um, I I would just like John to sort of uh, tell people what it's actually like and yeah. and how it's getting worse. Yeah, so, I mean, as you know, France has, um, has implemented the pass sanitaire, which means you needed it, you know, to go to, you needed it to go to bars and restaurants. Um, you need it to go to large, and when I say large, I mean gigantic supermarkets or hypermarkets, like, you know, Ocean or whatever, huge okay. malls. You need it to get into them. You can get into regular supermarkets and mini malls and things, no problem. You can go and do your, you can do all your shopping without any hassle at all, but you can't go and sit on a terrace outside the local bar to back and have a coffee. You can get a takeaway coffee and you can go and sit on the bench, which is only a, a metre and a half away on the pavement, but you can't sit on the outside terrace without showing a pass sanitaire. And the pass sanitaire is only granted to those who are, who are either double jabbed or have produced a negative PCR test within 72 hours. And it's only PCR, isn't it? It's not that yes, it's only PCR. At the moment, you can still get it free if you are um, a, a French citizen or resident, but um, they're going to take that away, so you have to start paying for it. And I think the going rate is around about 59 euros. Um, so you would need that every third day in order to maintain some kind of semblance of cafe culture. Um, so, I mean, that 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 came into force on around about the 9th of August, and there was a marked difference in the amount of people sitting outside bars. Um, so it has it has made a difference to the, the clientele and to the takings of local bars, restaurants, etc., um, McDonald's being a takeaway shop doesn't need a pass sanitaire if you want to go in and order it but oh, McDonald's being McDonald's always go that step further and won't let you go in and order a takeaway now unless you've got a pass sanitaire now you can probably do the drive through right but you can't <laughs> actually go in and punch the screen and order your takeaway meal which McDonald's being McDonald's let's just call them what they are they're, they're cunts you know <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, we, we, we let's 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 just say it out. It's, tell us, tell us how you really feel, John. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said you said that like a true Frenchman, John, because there is there is that little um, how do you say it's in uh, in in French? It's whether you, uh, you are you are you sure that uh, you said that they 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 can't 
uh, you know, <laughs> they, 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 they can't go into uh, McDonald's or did you call them something else? Oh, uh... and then the little French faux pas, you know. <laughs> with, uh, with, with Today we get the letter, well, an email from the school that my daughter's meant to be going to in September. Um, with the vaccine schedule and how they all have to be vaccinated by the 30th of um, September or have to take uh, tests. Now, it's worded in such a way that they won't be vaccinated unless you have the permission of both your parents. But okay. why Why are they vaccinating 12 to 17-year-olds? I was going to say, how old is your daughter? She's 13 at the moment. She's 13 years old. And is she required to have a pass sanitaire also? She... she is required to have one from the 30th of September. So she's getting a bit of, of, of leeway, but 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 this is 13-year-old children, David, that they're now yeah. placing the pass on a terrace upon. Um, and the, so the, what does... I mean, it calls into question our whole reason for coming here because, I mean, I've been through this before. I did my research before we came to France because France is the the most vaccine-adverse country in Europe. And yeah. yet, this is what's happening right now. I mean, it, it's sickening. Now, don't get me wrong, French aren't taking this lying down. They're, they're, they're protesting every week. Um, there's firemen on strike. There's, there's uh, railway workers on strike. There's even a hospital on strike down south. There's a whole town. The mayor has said, no pass sanitaire in my town. Um, Good. So just... He just told them to beat it, and he's told the police not to enforce it. So the males have a lot of power here, so you know that that's likely to to keep happening. One would hope that it'll expand, but for for my peace of mind, it's not going fast enough. They're talking about a general strike, and that's I think we need that because I can't see us getting out of this without taking some kind of action. I can't. I mean, and this is why, and and I'm not decrying your organization or your or your 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 group that you've built but I, i'm thinking the time for these things is getting it's slipping away you know we're going to need to take some kind of positive action and and, and dare i say it it might even require violence to get out of this situation and um, because i cannot see us talking our way out of this anymore I mean, that right there, David, is from somebody who is living under a passport regime right now. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it is the most uh, extreme, excessive form of oppression. Uh, um, yeah. I have a former life, like a street um, in France, also for uh, for private reasons, which I won't uh, go into. But I know the country well. No, yeah, so do I. I. I know the people well. I, the, I, I know the, the I know the famous arrogance that is serving them very well right now. I know what is within the blood, what is making the blood boil right now um, about this faux liberté uh, that Macron's talking about with regards yeah. to uh, with regards to the to the jabs and to the pass sanitaire. It's infuriating that it's gone so far as um, the constitution. Yeah. got green lit it now i'm of course i'm not saying any of it's right but there, there were elements of it that the um that the constitutional court said no 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 that's not going through that's that's too far but what we already have is beyond the pale already and i can in some ways um relate to this uh um from from my own birth country from ireland we have yeah 
different from um, the uh, from the French Constitution, the Constitutional Court. We have a Senate. It's different from the Constitutional Republic of the United uh, States of America. But our president, um, some weeks ago, he voted in uh, he voted in medical health apartheid with the EU uh, digital COVID nineteen notification yeah. and the reopening of hospitality. So it's um, it's absolutely it's it's sick. It is um, it's very disconcerting indeed. Very challenging times. Um, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, in terms of um, uh, the shift that we need, I, you know, I discussed with Ben um, the other week, the last time I was on, regarding uh, you know, definition of uh, direct action. And it's yeah, is it's taking a different shape uh, and form now. And um, I see what you're saying. Obviously, a very very different experience living and breathing this um, in France. If I was in your position, I would be. Yeah, but it, it, I'm, I'm, I'll interrupt there and I'll say this will be our experience if we don't do something. That is that is true. Um, it is coming down the path. It is coming down the line. And they're just, a, you know how in um it, it, in the coronavirus press conferences, they always said to us, we're about six weeks behind France. Well, guess what? We're about six weeks behind France. <laughs> Yeah, possible. Yes. Um, I'm trying not to censor myself in what I want to say regarding well, this, but all I, all, all, all I can say, John, is, is that I, I get what you're saying, the buttons, that are, the, the buttons that are being pushed on yourself and the rest of the, uh, of, of the French people. Uh, and where this is leading us towards um, in terms of direct action, and um, one of my concerns regarding what you said is that it, it could also play into the, into the hands of the establishment. Uh, this, this is thing. this is a concern I have also. It's, is that it's quite a it's a fine balancing uh, act. Uh, we've got to be as got to be as crafty. Uh, say, for example, those in the parliament or in our dear cabinet office in Whitehall are regarding the way that they're playing this on the chessboard. Yes, um, because because I, I, I agree with what you're saying there in that it almost feels to an extent that that there are powers that be that want to push protesters into violence. And once they do that, that gives them the right to crack down even harder. Um, which they can't be seen to do unless uh, uh, unless there is some sort of quote unquote provocation from from the protesters. Um, well, obviously yeah, that I, hasn't happened. I know you say that, and and yes, that does that really apply? Because you've been there at some of these protests, and you've I seen have. violence erupt from one side. Yeah, it's never been the protesters. Exactly. The protesters so have never instigated the violence. Yeah. And I've been there, I've filmed it, I've streamed yeah. it. They have never. But but the thing is so why um, why do they need why do they need us to do anything to crack down harder when they're already doing it? See, and, I, I, and look I, at look at Australia. I mean you you've got peaceful protesters there and they're getting hammered. Absolutely. And, and, they're getting shot for fuck's sake. Hammered. I mean, I, I, I will also say yeah. that um I I, I I, I don't know because it, I, I, I hear I hear every side of this argument right now in that um, we've got to, we've got we've got to try something else. We've absolutely got to try something else. But 
we're going to delegitimize ourselves if we just start going around smashing shit up. That's... Well, it's 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 even more difficult for the French people. I've seen the the gendarmerie uh, firsthand. I've seen the 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 CRG, uh, the CRG as well. I think it's not. Beg your pardon. Sorry, the CRS. Um, yeah. They are they're very violent, very very violent. I I saw you know what was happening during the you know, John Yellow Vest protests and the actions of not only the the gendarmerie in France but the but the CRS. CRS would be a more extreme version of uh, the territorial support group and you know, yeah. riot support uh, with yeah. Metropolitan Police um, London. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, clashes can be can be very bad um, indeed, but even more so with what I've seen previously. Um, I, I I agree, man. Um, see, see, I think, see. I, th- I think um, Believe it or not, Russia actually did. They they handled it really well because they had they had their COVID pass implemented, and it lasted three weeks because just nobody went to the bars, yeah. the restaurants, or whatever, and they had to they, you know they had to cancel it because nobody was spending any money. Similar See, to you know France, that? though, John. I'll just put in similar to France. There have been a lots of Parisians, a lot of French have been avoiding these venues. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I know. I mean, the, like my son goes down to the bar where he used to go every evening for to to basically sketch on. He he, he does he, he draws a lot, and he would sketch yeah. on his iPad and chat to his friends. And now he goes down to the bar and sits on the uh, the bench outside, which isn't in the bar. So he sits on the bench and he's got all the crowd around him, and they sit and chat. Because yeah. there's, there's quite an element of people here who haven't had the vaccination and have no intention of having the vaccination. Yeah. And it's good that they're sitting outside the bar and not buying anything from it because they go to the co-op and get their stuff there exactly. and then come back to the bench and sit and drink. See, that's good. Um, I yeah. mean... See, it's it's such a tough one because obviously you know you know as well as I do that the bar is only implementing it because they're scared for their license. But at the I'd same be fined time, as well, excessively fined. Uh, so, so yeah. but at the same time, at what point did they decide to make a stand? Um, what yeah. point did they decide collectively? And it, because it, you know the odd bar is not going to be able to do anything; they're just going to no. be hammered. But no. wh- when does the hospitality industry come together as a whole and just stand up? and say no more of this bollocks. Well, stand against these fines. I mean, that was done a lot in uh, in Eastern Europe. I've got some contacts in uh, in Poland. And, you know, of course, this is not going to be reported in mainstream media, but this was happening in various cities um, around Poland, Krakow, uh, Warsaw, yeah. various parts where they were contesting the fines and the fines were getting uh, were getting thrown out in court. Right. Um, so. So the law was on their side. That, that's uh, they were, they were good. dismissing think, the fines, but they I were contesting John, John. them. So French hospitality has got to—they've uh, they, got to contest this in some form of class action way, especially. I mean, we see this. Uh, so let's circle back round to the Together campaign that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's gone live today, and we see that there are names in hospitality standing against. But is, in your view, is it enough? What avoiding hospitality? You know, um, are, are there enough in the hospitality industry signing on to the Together campaign uh, uh, to push back? Oh, right. Is that what you're asking? Right. That would be for you. That's for David, yeah. David. Right. 
Um, sorry, Ben, could you repeat that? Is there enough in the hospitality industry pushing back against vaccine passports? Yes. Um, just about. Just about. There's a lot of there's a lot of big names. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the UK's uh, leading, um, you know, the, the biggest donors in, uh, in nightclubs, like for example. I mean, um, I think it's Peter Marks is uh, is one of them. I mean, again, who runs? I think what forty five. 50 of, um, of Britain's top clubs, you know, for yeah. him to come out and to to, uh, to go against that, that's that's quite a that's quite a big statement. Good. Um, I think there are a lot of names, a lot of businesses but that are rising dude, to the challenge, but there's got to be more, of course. And there's got to be more. And also, as far as I'm concerned, and the same goes for where you are, John, uh, even they're pushing back, they're signing the declarations, but if they are forced to implement it, they have to refuse. Yeah. They have to say no. They even have if it's to mandated. Say, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, even if it's mandated, they have to say, I'm sorry, we're not doing this. Yeah. This is discriminatory and we're not doing it. Because ultimately, I think in Ireland, um, correct me if I'm wrong, David, but I think in Ireland, the government also put in a caveat that, that the public can't sue the business for discrimination. They're um, trying to do that, and um, I am not 100% that the government have been able to put that clause in, but there has been some form of emergency attempts. You see, all this, yes. similar to the UK uh, 1984 uh, Public Health Act, this, a lot of this comes under the Republic of Ireland um, Public Health Act of 1947. Uh, right. So that's that's where it's under with ours. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, what what a lot of a lot of the public have been doing is they've just been avoiding um, internal seating and whatnot, even if it's uh, inside Costa, Costa, Starbucks, etc. And they've been sitting outside mostly. But are they I mean, still I... patronising the business? Thank you, pardon, sir. Are they pat patronising the business? So are they going into Costa and getting their coffee and going outside and drinking it? Yeah, yeah. So they would. Uh, so those who want to sit inside, if they want to show their digital COVID-19 certification on their phone or a piece of paper, they, they will do that. But most people will get a takeaway and yeah, they'll yeah. sit outside. I personally know some businesses um, back at home. They have refused to reopen indoor dining. These would mainly be kind of like bar cafe restaurants and they're just serving exclusively um, outside. See, that I agree with, but... Um, there the kind of needs, in my view, there needs to be a fundamental shift in people that are still going into these businesses that are doing it and yeah. giving them money, even if it's just for a takeaway, right? They're still getting that money across their counter, um, regardless. Um, and and so there's no real incentive for them to to not to not, not continue what they're yeah. doing. Exactly right. I mean that that exact thing happened at the local bar because I went in on the day it was implemented. I went in. I asked what the score was, and they said you need a pass sanitaire to be, you know, to, to be served. And I said, well, I'm not, I'm not getting vaccinated, and I won't have one. And they said, well, we could give you a takeaway. And I goes, no, I don't want a takeaway. And I walked out. And See, I've never been back again since. Good. Um. But 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 yeah. That, that that sort of reinforces my point here that like the Costa, for example, you're going in your Costa and, and then you're going outside, you're sitting on the bench. Yeah, the Costa not, have still got your money. You're, you're still complying effectively because you're yeah. following the, the rules. And so, like I said, there's absolutely no incentive for that branch of Costa to push back because either yeah. way, they're still getting your money. And yeah. so they're fine. Um, the only thing that's not fine is your fucking human rights. Excuse my language. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I think this also, I mean, with regards, again, quite chalk and cheese, no pun intended, John, when it comes between, to, you know, Ireland and France, but uh, the difference in mindset is, uh, it is very much chalk and cheese. Dare I say, from my own birth country, uh, we are very, very laissez-faire, very uh, Asher, it'll be grand anyway, with a little bit of luck, we'll have a couple of Guinness, everything will be okay tomorrow. That's the that's the attitude. It's um, very fear based, very and um, very apathetic. Um, Unfortunately, back, back, back. that's we're not as attitude. arrogant as we're not as arrogant as the French. We're not as strong um, in, yeah. in in that. And regard. you're using you're using arrogant and the term where it means aggressively assertive. I believe yeah. at that point, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We all need a bit of that French spirit in us right now. We really, really do because. Um, <sighs> That sort of attitude you just explained uh, with the Irish is actually going to take them further down the path to hell. They just don't realise it. Yeah, well, it's even worse than uh, well. Yeah, I mean, again, you could you could even see the differences between uh, Ireland and the UK. Ireland is uh, is a heck of a lot further um, down the line in uh, in many regards, but with the uh, with the mindset uh, to uh, very much like uh, you know beat, beaten into the ground. The attitude also is Asher. What are you going to do? You're going to start a revolution, Asher. Everything, everything will be grand. Asher will cross that bridge when we come to it. That yeah. is very, uh, that's very typical. And unfortunately, we came to it a year and a half ago. People just don't realise it. Yeah. This is this, this is the problem. Yeah, those, um, first, those first two weeks, you know, to flatten the curve. That's what <laughs> we should have said no at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, dear. and I, I, I did say no. I said no. I'm not. I'm not taking part in this shit. I'm not not going out, and I'm not. I'm not cowtowing to it. I said yeah, the whole yeah. thing's a load of crap, and I just continued to go out and go about my business. Yeah, and I mean this man here, David. If you don't know, he's an ex Glaswegian police officer. Wow, <laughs> fantastic. Yep. He's an ex-Glaswegian police officer, and this is an ex-Glaswegian police officer trained in firearms. I might add. Right, <laughs> and he's making these statements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there just comes a time when you have to stand up and be counted, doesn't there? You know, and you've got to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And and yeah. and I believe that 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 everybody sitting here in this fake classroom right now has done that. I yeah. think we have we have all nailed our colours to the mast. We have put our necks uh, above the parapet and we have we have we have taken countless, endless flack for the shit for the stuff we say and do. Oh, and yeah. ultimately yeah. what people need to realise is all three of us here, we care about you, we care about your rights, we care about your children, we care about our children, and we yeah. are pissed the fuck off i'm i'm gonna go off on one guys please start talking amongst yourselves for a minute while i calm down <laughs> no it's all right i mean i can bit on top of that and um, also then yes absolutely uh it is the it is the hill that we die on uh, yeah. with this i think Catherine austin fits uh, she put it very well um on the high wire i think it was just over a, uh, a week ago you know saying that um you know this is not the vaccine passports it's, it's just not about your health um, no. this is the you know this is um uh, this is to catalyze a new financial transaction system yes. so these these people that are doing doing this and uh, the puppets 
within our uh, regimes who are uh, who are doing as they're told, being dangled yeah. as as marionette um, uh, puppets. They are they're desperate and um, they're trying to get everything in place as quick as possible. The timeline has shifted, and they want to get everything in place as much as possible before before the end of 2022. I personally think and predict that there is going to be another big shift. I'm hoping for the better um, by the end of uh, Q1, so by the end of March um, of 2022, I think we're going to see our foot foot off things um, in in certain ways. Um, I may be proven wrong. We'll see. But I um, hope you, I, Well, I hope that that timeline moves up because I can't quite fathom still being in this mindset in Q1 2022. Um, this, like I say, despite the fact that, that all of us, have, the, the amount all of us have done, right? I, I don't know if you guys, well, I know, John, you can agree with me, uh, but I don't know about you, David, but the toll all of this has taken on my yeah. mental health is something fierce. Um, I think we've got a very difficult six months ahead. And we may be surprised. It may be slightly uh, easier. It really depends on you know what these people have cooked up on their on their on their chessboard. What pieces? Oh, we moving. know they're going to try COVID twenty two. Oh, we know they're going to try COVID. Well, I really, I, I feel, I feel that there is a there's another wave, but this is this is the last one. Uh, so within the next uh, six months, so bringing us up to the end of March of twenty twenty two, I feel that there will be a, or Alternatively, and um, it will be a mixture of uh, of restrictions because they know they're not stupid. They know that the fatigue is great, uh, getting worse with uh, with people now. And yes, they are they are risking a purge. They are risking revolution. Uh, Boris Johnson, the Johnson regime, is risking um, its uh, its poll tax moment. Uh, I think his. I think that's a long time. That's, that's a long time coming. I think it should have been a long time ago. Um, uh, it, it's so unfortunate to me. Like, the British people are just realistically just as passive as the Irish people, to be fair. And yeah. I mean, I know that we, we we stereotype the Irish person as the drunken fighter and, and uh, we, we stereotype the Glaswegian as the, you know, the, the drunken the fighter. <laughs> yeah, but, the hard, but still the hard bastard drunken yeah. fighter that's not going to yeah. take any shit. Uh, and and we kind of stereotype the British as as you know just keep calm and carry on stiff up a lip type, but but none of this could be further from the truth for any of us. We all just seem to be bending over backwards, hiding behind our sofas. Obviously, not the three of us in this room here, but we represent three nations here, um, and all of our nations are are so far down the rabbit hole at this point so far over the line because of fear because of compliance um and, well, and I, would, I would venture to say that the scottish as as a people have basically lifted their kilts bent over and not even asked for loop oh my god <laughs> that's, that's how bad it is in scotland that's coming from an ex-glaswegian police officer just 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 let you know there but, but the thing is, there are so many. What worries me the most is not so much the people implementing this. It's not. It's not even so much the people that that mock us, goad us, attack us. It's the general public who just bend over backwards and say, you know what? Yep, we're afraid. We'll do it. We'll do it to get along for an easy life, even if they're not afraid of a virus. Even just, if they're, 
They just want their holidays back. They just want their holidays back, they and unfortunately, yeah, yeah, and they're not getting it, are they? I mean, no, for example, but for example, we've already seen the headlines over the past few days. You're going to need a third stab in the arm to go to your fucking holiday. Oh, uh, guys, talk. It's very good. Uh, There's a very good quote that I uh, put up last night on Twitter. Um, It's by Carl Jung. The most dangerous things in the world are immense accumulations of human beings who are manipulated by only a few heads. So much of that has not uh, has not changed. So you are looking at roughly, you know, 80 percent or so of of, of populations with this particular kind of uh, sheep herd lemming. Um, mentality or mindset, whatever you would like to uh, to call it, and there has always been that um, resistant minority upwards of around twenty uh, percent, and um, and we're seeing that again. But we, we uh, just so have you heard of the Milgram? The have you heard of the Milgram experiment? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. Have you, John? Uh, refresh my memory. Hold on, I, I should make sure I am... This isn't the one where the guy was electrocuting people, was it? Yes, where the yes, guy... Yes, so basically, there was a fake doctor who was yep. telling, yeah, know, telling people it. to electrocute people up to the setting of, of death. Yeah. And for the most part, around 80% would do it because they saw a man in a white coat in authority. Now, that man in a white coat in authority in the United Kingdom is Chris Whitty, okay? The... the he tells them to do it because he stands there. It's not a white coat anymore. It's a suit and a Downing Street podium. He stands there. He tells them what to do. And just because he's Professor Chris Whitty and he's got some qualifications behind him, most of the general public bend over backwards and say, absolutely, Chris, we'll do everything you say because they think that it's somebody who must know what they're talking about, somebody who is a figure of authority. Now, Chris Whitty is anything but that, okay, because if we just look at all of the predictions he's made over the last yeah. 18 months, 100% wrong. Every last one of them yeah. wrong. Yeah. But we don't talk yeah, about he has, that. He's the face of science, don't he's you know? The face of, he's, he's the face of science. But but this this feels to me like a Milgram experiment. Because, yeah. and, and I say, just replace the fake man, the fake doctor in the white coat with Chris Whitty. Yeah. And that's that's where we are. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel it's it's not only Milgram; it's um, it's a combination of uh, various behavioural science um, experiments. Obviously, things that have been first tested out on rabbits, dogs, uh, even pigeons as well. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Stanley Milgram, you've got B.F. Skinner, you've got the Skinner box as well. I mean, we're seeing that form of operant conditioning with um, with the international travel with the international travel regulations. So yeah. with you know red list amber list or yellow list and then green list as well that is a form of classical psychological experimentation operant conditioning there are some positive benefits and um, of that with your socialization you know when you are being brought up by your parents in the world such as crossing the road keeping yourself uh, safe as pedestrian and, yeah. and whatnot there are some benefits to uh, to operant conditioning um, in society to, to keep us safe there's a very dark uh, side to it as well. And these these classical um, applied psychological experiments, one, one of the reasons that they uh, are, are so effective um, and they, they, they are constantly being used you know, for decades. Well, I mean, certainly since the, since the 60s, we've had such an uptick in them. They are being used again and again and again and again because they work. They've got yes. 
the yeah. they've got our minds figured out. They know what button, mm -hmm. buttons to press, yeah. and they know how to overwhelm our limbic system. They know all about feedback loops with, uh, with social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They've got it all. Uh, they've got it all figured out essentially. Yeah, you could even have thrown a bit of Pavlov in there as well. And um, yes, yes, forgot to mention that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Pavlov's dog. Yeah, and the bell. But it's not. It's not. It's not the bell. It's the. Um, it's the. Uh, it's the ping. From, yes. Yeah, from the NHS app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does a disabled man with a back problem? An ex-Scottish cop with an alcohol problem <laughs> and an Irish man in London see for all of this. And yet <laughs> so many calm. I, th I think it's I think it's it's willful. It's willful cognitive dissonance, isn't it? Really? For those that they, they, they just don't want to believe, you know? They're the opposite of Mulder. They don't want to believe. So yeah. I also think, right, and I'm going to actually have to preface what I'm going to say uh, by saying what I'm about to say doesn't mean people are stupid, okay? But um, uh, what I also think it is is a lack of education. I mean, these things that we're talking about, Milgram experiments, Pavlov's dog, things like that, these are the sorts of things that we've sat there and we've researched into um, as psychological techniques and learned about ourselves. I've, I've seen very intelligent people, you know, just follow this hook, line, and sinker. I think it. I think it's. They just cannot. They cannot fathom that their government doesn't have their best interests at their heart. They just cannot fathom that. They cannot compute it. So I put out a video earlier yeah. on, okay, um, on my on my Twitter account. It's actually a clip from last night's show. Um, one of my followers asked me to clip it out and put it out. And I'll, I'll repeat the statement here tonight. It's that most of these people that are supporting hook, line, and sinker, attacking uh, everything, you know, attacking us, supporting everything they're told. These were the same people that in December 2019, many of them were on the streets protesting against the election of Boris Johnson, saying this was the most fascist government in British history. Okay, yeah. These same people, the minute he did this, they rolled over and they said, oh, but they must be just doing it to try and protect us. And they've done everything he said. Yeah. They, they, cannot, they cannot compute that the government doesn't have their best interests at heart. No. no. And yet uh, history would show us that governments never have a population's best interest at heart. They have their own interests at heart. I am... Boys, boys, <laughs> boys. <laughs> As you can see, David, this, uh, this, the, the conversation just tends to roll into like a mishmash of ideals and... Yeah, uh, a bit of red and, pill, but a bit, bit of black pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening and, to um, I was listening to a podcast last night called Dark Horse. Yes, okay. it's a Dark Horse podcast with uh, yeah. what's his name, the archaeologist. Yes. Yeah, uh, no biologist. Biologist, uh, beg your pardon. Yes. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Bert Weinstein or something? Brett Brett Weinstein. Yeah. Yes. Right. Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he had uh, Robert Malone on it. Yes. Okay. Another chap. He had another chap who was a. Uh, he was a. Uh, Basically, a venture capitalist type guy who was who had funded a lot of this stuff to start with, and it turns out that that both Robert Malone and this other chap are both double vaccinated. Okay. And Robert Malone was going on about 
what the vaccine does and not recommending anyone to take it. <laughs> well, I don't know if uh, Dr. Robert Malone is. He says well, he, he, said he well, was. There are, there are people um, that say they have taken the jab, but they haven't. And that is, that is them wanting to keep people off their backs. Well, uh, yeah. That I, I is do, a I do possibility. Know people. Yeah. I, I, Although, I, I do. know Brett said he hadn't had it and wasn't going to take it. Yeah. See, yeah. I know of Go people on. that have got. I know of people, uh, especially out of Eastern European countries, who have just, uh, you know, forked over a few euros that do have an official vaccination record. Um, yeah. That without any vaccination coursing through their system. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think with uh, with uh, Dr. Robert Malone, yes, I I know that podcast that you're uh, that you're talking about, Dark Horse, uh, yeah. John, and I remember him saying that that he had um, he taken. I think it was the Pfizer one. And I think so. Um, but it as soon as you said that, I thought, nah. Yeah, I know. You're, I you're know, keeping up appearances, it's... Doctor. That's fair enough. And I think what's even more interesting, um, I only saw this a couple of days ago, is that the CEO and chairman of, uh, of Pfizer Global, I think, Albert Bourla. Well, he, he's not had it either. He's, not, he's 59, and he's justified oh. because he's 59 and he's otherwise healthy, but he's not received it. He can't even take his own quote-unquote experimental gene therapy so hold on let me let me step in here guys because i've seen that clip as well okay um I've seen, and, and we have we have to put out our warnings here i've seen that clip as Caveat. well but have you seen have you seen an extended version of that clip because it just cuts off abruptly yeah um, I've, and, I've, I've listened to the whole podcast it's, it's three hours long with with the with the ceo pfizer Oh, this is yet yeah, a different one. Oh no, sorry, no, not that one. No. Right. So I, I'm, I'm worried uh, about the timeline. So obviously, I have to look at this from a, a factual perspective as a journalist, and I'm yeah. worried about the timeline of that video because, because some of the things he says in it, you know, I'm not, I'm not a frontline worker. I'm 59 years of age. Was that taken at the time? Uh, was that video made at the time when only? People over fifty-nine years of had, age and frontline workers were being given it, yeah, and but he had this, to cancel his he had to cancel his trip to Japan last week because he's not vaccinated. So that's true. That's actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay there we go. go. He couldn't go to Japan because he's not vaccinated. Oh, there we go then. Um, okay, that's that's answered my question. Uh, I think extensively enough, actually. Because that's something that we can double check. It's it's always safe to to double check that. But yeah, that, if, yeah. if John said that, that that does sound about right. I was I was going to say because if if for example um that that was taken in January this year that video yeah um, and and the he he it was over fifties um you know were not being offered it yet or under sixties yeah. and uh, he wasn't a frontline worker then that could have been in that context because like I say I've seen that clip as well and it just cuts off so abruptly and there's no mention as to when it was taken and I have to take everything from all angles or else I wouldn't be doing my job properly. Yeah, of course. And people call me a bad journalist. <laughs> I'm a fun journalist. You can any questions any, any questions coming in from the floor, Ben? I know you guys are uh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll open you guys up to the chat for 5 minutes. Uh, if there are any questions for our guest before he jumps off, uh, would you like a uh, 7 pounds 84 asks do you think UBI is incoming? I think UBI has already been here for, for some time. Um, universal credit. So Job Seekers Allowance morphed some years ago into Universal Credit. 
And I feel that that was in some ways the beginning of, um, of UBI. If you break down what a universal credit is in terms of the system, the top up, that it is yeah. its functionality and whatnot. I think that that is a, it's a strand of, uh, of... A precursor, if you will. Yeah, precursor. I think that's a better way of saying it. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. But that's that's what I, I think it is already here to some extent. Now, I'm not yeah. advocating it. I'm not saying, oh, wow, we should, we should have UBI and UBI. I work. think it's a terrible it's idea. It's it's in some shape or form, it is it is here in the form of, of universal credit. And don't get me wrong, uh, there's a lot of people out there who they greatly need uh, benefits and they, they should apply for them within the system. So yes. Please don't get me wrong in uh, in in that respect. But, well, as somebody who somebody who is a recipient of personal independence payments yeah, um, yes. for my disability, uh, used to be disability living allowance. I can tell you, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a lot of more of a ball ache since they turned it into this thing. But um, um, this been unified essentially. Yeah, it has been unified, remodeled. But um, seven pounds eighty four says uh, already tried. They they have announced that they're going to trial uh, universal basic income in Wales. Yes, um, but see, I don't think I I don't think we're ready to go the whole hog. Um, let me just tell you, as somebody with degrees in business and finance, uh, with a keen interest in economics, that I think universal basic credit is well, basic income is a fucking terrible idea. Um, because it, it, where's where's the incentive to work? Okay, so if you've got where, where's the incentive to add back into the system? You're sure you'll you'll have your basic income and then you'll get popped uh, up and all you. Yeah, but you're forgetting that it comes with the social credit system as well. Of course it does. Yeah, that's where your incentive comes from. Well, well, yeah, but that... if your social credit, if you don't do your work and do your social credit score justice, then you won't be getting your payments. <laughs> this is this is very very true um and and something i i, I worry about i mean I, I, when when me and david first spoke i think it was back in january um i i, I kind of joked about you know a vaccine passport but you know morphing into something you've eaten too many calories your tick will no longer yeah. be green um oh. now i don't find that very funny anymore no mr nolan must be shitting his boots up <laughs> He's, he won't be eating for two years. No, oh, no. Stephen Stephen Nolan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's certainly uh, he certainly wants to be talking about keeping yeah. children restaurants and He said something about the unvaccinated being a danger to the to the public. <laughs> I, I had to respond that he was a clear and present danger to the UK's food supply. He eats that. Stephen Nolan is kind of more of a kind of softer, larger version. He's, he's a kind of like a wannabe Northern Irish Alex Jones or something like that who works for yeah. BBC Northern Ireland. That's the kind of the best way to describe him. So, so in, in a similar vein to Piers Morgan, empty vessels make the most noise. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, someone give give Stephen a salad. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm so so I I felt the need right while we're talking about Stephen Nolan I felt the need to respond to somebody's post last night because somebody responded um about him needing to lose a lot of weight and um he's wondered, wonderful 
He's no, he was. He's yeah. very vulnerable. Right, but remember, I'm someone here. I don't know if you know this, David, but I'm I'm someone here who was 23 stone nine, and I dropped 10 stone in four and a half months. I've seen right? a couple of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So I dropped 10 stone in four and a half months. I did it with zero exercise, and I did it with zero going on the fad diets or anything like that. Yeah, I've put about a stone back on at the moment, which I'm trying to knock back off. But um. All I did was I went on an extreme calorie counting exercise and uh, it took a lot of willpower. It took it took basically a four and a half month diet of chicken breast and water um, and nothing else. But it worked. It stripped 10 stone off me. Yeah. And uh, and and I've been a lot better for it. I'm no longer diabetic. I used to be diabetic. I'm no longer diabetic. Um, I'm a lot better for it. Yep. Um, uh, but but Stephen Nolan, I just I look at him and I think, nah, you ain't got that in you. You you you're not able to do that. You have come, come on, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that we're taking the piss out of somebody's weight here, but as someone who was morbidly obese myself, I think I'm allowed to step into you know, this arena. Well, uh, that's what I always say when I like fat people. I say I'm allowed to because I'm fat. So, but um, you got kind so of yeah, yeah. But he puts himself out there. He does. I mean, didn't this? Isn't Stephen Nolan the bastard who literally was wearing baggy top and sweatpants and stood outside fucking shops with cameras to chase people without masks? Petrol thought, stations as well. Yeah, yeah that's correct. How were yeah. you? Oh, when he did it, I was just thinking, how are you going to catch up with the mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of it's a kind of a um, it's a kind of a, a warped version of the Cook Report. I'm not sure if you remember. <laughs> does that was brilliant, but uh, no, I, I don't think Stephen Nolan. Whatever he's trying. No, Mr. Doorstepping kind of thing. He's, he's not here. He's um, another See, what people don't seem to understand also is the people that shout loudest in favor of these authoritarian, dystopian things are always the first to go once these yeah. things are implemented. Because, um, you know, because they're effective uh, and you don't want those people becoming yeah. an effective opposition. So they're always the first to go in these brutal regimes and tyrannical dictatorships and things yeah, like that. Yeah, your so, organs, whatever it is. Yeah, they're always, yeah. they're the first to go. So if you, I, 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 have, I have to wholeheartedly agree with you when you say he won't eat for two years, because if they do, like, for example, guys, extreme as social credit, you've, you've consumed too many calories this week. You can't go out. He's fucked. He is yeah. fucked. You know why he doesn't want the unvaccinated in the restaurants? Because he wants more food for himself. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> can you imagine having a all-you-can-eat buffet? Oh, what the hell? Like watching Homer. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine because there'd be none left, certainly. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh, like, Jesus Christ. Professionalism, gentlemen, professionalism. No, Very serious no, time. No, professionalism is not to be evident in this podcast. This That's gone out the window oh, at this point. It's an irreverent look at the week and we the, got, the politics within it. We were serious for the first 40 minutes, right? We could, we oh, could, we could let it go a bit now. We, we, we've, got to, we've got to get the levity back because the last couple of podcasts have been a bit serious and a bit down. So we've got, to, we've got to get yeah. back into this, you know? Yeah. And 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 it's good to see Ben laughing again because I haven't had him laughing like that for a couple of episodes. That's true. Uh, I, but then then again, also uh, you have to remember when I went to London last Wednesday, yeah. I put a little clip out uh, showing what happened. But uh, a very large Sikh gentleman was thrown into me by a metropolitan police officer whilst I was doing oh. my work, and took me off my yeah. feet. 
Um, and I've been in just absolute agony yeah. ever since. And um, it's really that on top of feeling that really affected my mental health um, to the point where I, I even put out a tweet earlier on, like these days I've, I've, I've been to the, I've been out, I've left my house twice in the last eight days. Um, and, and I have, I've basically felt suicidal. I, I'm not going to lie. I've I felt suicidal in how I've how stuck and how yeah I, I've I'm down in pain. All of it on top of myself and my my mental health like has been absolutely through the floor. And it's not just to do you know it's not just to do with what's going on around us, but that as a disabled man myself who likes to try and get out there and do as much as he can. Um, my own limitations have been holding me back and it's been really pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what helped you through it? Nothing. Did, no, I've, did, I've, I've, did, I've literally could you been, feel that, could you not feel that you could reach out to me or anyone else or, um, well, it's, it's not, it's not that I didn't feel I could reach out to you guys. It's that I suffer in silence. So, um, yeah. it, and well, it's that, that, that's, that's a British thing and that doesn't help us. You know, that's a British psyche thing and that doesn't help, does it? Or it's I a mean, man thing, you know, suffer I, I, in silence. Put it this way. I hope you haven't watched my, my shows that I have done for the past few days. Cause I have not smiled. I, I, have I haven't been. actually, because, um, Last night I was on a call to one of my friends in America, and I'll talk about that later, maybe. Um, so we could we can go into that later. But yeah, right, so last right. night I was on a call. Um, but 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 the thing is, like, I I I just don't know. Like, maybe I should not beat myself up so much, and maybe I should reach out more. Um, but it it gets to the point where like I'm stuck on the couch and I can't yeah. move. Yeah, and I'm in absolute agony. I was crying. Like, I, I, I don't mind admitting this as a grown-ass man. I was crying earlier on this afternoon because of the amount of pain I was in. Right? And 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 I've got I've got a seven-year-old autistic boy, a four-year-old daughter, and a wife just staring at me. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Nobody knows what to do. I'm being, uh, you know, <sighs> and and whilst that I can get through, it's hitting me here. Yeah. Um, yeah on top of all of this as well. And the fact that I am sitting here tonight and the fact that I have cracked a smile and the fact that I have laughed is a, is a fucking miracle. I'm not going to lie. No, that's if why you're not, if you're not laughing, why... you're, uh, you're crying. Yeah. It's one yeah. or the other. But that, that's why this is your favorite show. <laughs> uh, I do. I do really enjoy doing this show because we do get to, we do get to, to take it, take a breath, take a step back, take it easy. And, um, it, it has been you two thank you for making me laugh so far because it has been a breath of fresh air on the last week of my life yeah um like it's enough about me that's enough about me we don't need to talk about this anymore okay <laughs> hopefully more laughs uh at the at the rally on uh, on the 28th uh in london so yes that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be good and we're we're us and a few others, I believe, are going to go and caffeinate beforehand. So is this Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I am going to make sure I am. First of all, I am bringing a a, a, a copious amount of painkillers, prescription strength painkillers with me. Um, and uh, I will probably be giggling the entire day because of pharmaceutical induced giggles. Mm -hmm. um, better I, than nothing. Well, better than nothing indeed. Um, uh, 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 and secondly, caffeination is going to be key. Uh, 
So, uh, <laughs> yeah, caffeination or stagnation. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, absolutely right. Uh, uh, and uh, this is why I don't drink, by the way, boys, because the amount of medication I'm on, imagine starting to chuck loads of drink down my neck. Yeah, yeah, but I've seen you drink, remember? You saw me drink half a bottle of wine, yeah. and I think I was perfectly fine. No, you weren't. <laughs> I was perfectly. I have my faculties about me. I was. Yes, fine. of course you did. Yes, of course you did. Enjoy the show, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On that note, gentlemen, um, I've got to love you and leave you. I've got to. Uh, I've got to sign out, and I've got to take care of some business here. It's at the. Okay. He's, he's got to take care of some business. Some business. But, John, it's been uh, lovely it's meeting you. It's been a you. pleasure, sir. And, and uh, Ben, nice to chat with you again. I'll see you in London on uh, on Saturday Saturday morning at some I'm point. I'm blowing your kisses. <laughs> Hugs and man, kisses. Man love, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so thank thank you, David, uh, for joining us for the, for, for the top of the show. Um, and uh, once again, just one more thing before I let you go. Um, yeah. It's your voice uh, that has been the biggest in this vaccine passport debate. In it, like I said, and people need to understand that this man right here is the man that brought three hundred thousand people together to sign three hundred thousand plus people together to sign a document um, against these things. And um, stopcommonpass.org, org underscore SCP on Twitter. Get behind this man. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, just to echo the message of the uh, togetherdeclaration.org again, um, it's, it's black and white as it's laid out on the site. Um, you know, get onto it, folks, sign it. Um, we're putting ourselves uh, behind it. And uh, like I say, it doesn't matter if you're on the left, uh, centre, right, or if you're green, purple, orange, red, yellow, you identify as a unicorn. You, you, could, you, could, you, could, you could support XR, you could support Extinction, Rebellion, but be still against uh, vaccine passports. But make sure you've been having well, showers. Even you, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're 100 right there because I've been to the protests, some of the protests in France, and some of the people there are vaccinated, but they are still yep. protesting yep. against the vaccine passport. And that's that's, that's quite yeah. right. It's everybody, as you said, together. Yeah. And, so and yeah, it's just all it's a microcosm of society. It's from the youngest to the oldest. Here, here. Absolutely, it is. It is the macrocosm. So get behind the folks. Uh, we need everyone on board. We need to uh, unite. And whoever's going to be in uh, London on Saturday the twenty eighth for what hopes to be the biggest rally yet, uh, Ben and myself will uh, will see you there. And hopefully, it's going to be a wonderful, good couple of hours um, in London. We're going to get some great footage. And we're going to have a great time connecting with uh, with like minded uh, people. So there's many benefits to, to protesting marching to going on these uh, rallies it's uh, it's very electrifying stuff so do your mental health a favor folks get yourself into london and uh, we'll see you there for some more banter or get yourself to any of the protests that are going on in over 250 cities in france exactly maybe and we let this man go now so yeah. go and enjoy the rest of your evening sir thank you for jumping on with us thank you very much i'll speak to you guys soon thanks for having me on chasing descent it's been a pleasure You're always welcome always welcome bon soirée merci merci bon soirée et bonne nuit <laughs> see you later guys bye-bye bye, -bye. bye. And David has left the classroom. Um, 
So uh, that was that was David Nolan of StopCommonPass.org. I, I mean, you know, we had a bit of a serious chat, but um, and we've had some laughs, John. We've had some laughs. We did have some laughs, mate. We did. So let's hear about your phone call, John. My what? Your phone call. Yes. So I, I was speaking to my friend in America. He lives in the United States. Where? One of those states being Utah. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, not much happening in Utah, to be honest. Well, yeah, <laughs> Utah's, Utah's nice. It's it's kind of empty. Um, yeah, because that's what I mean. Not much happening there. Yeah, and and hey, let's face it. In these trying times, that could be a good thing. Oh, it really could. <laughs> um, so so we, uh, I mean, I've worked with this chap for I've worked with him for a couple of years before. Um, remotely, and we've never actually met face to face, but we've worked together, and we've worked together on projects recently. And there's possibility that we'll be working together with, with him in the future. Um, so we were talking about he's he's very keen to try and get me over there, which I would love. Um, us, us, not you, us. <laughs> well, small steps, small steps, you know. So, um, but to get over there. It would be great if he could offer, if he could give me a job and sponsor me to come over, but it's very, very difficult for a white man with an education to get into America these days. And uh, you're not wrong. In fact, I, I'll actually tell you something. Um, I'll tell you something. I, I have a, I have a friend, um, who is French. Uh, well, he's not French, but he, he, we used to meet in France. Uh, he lives, he lives just over the border, um, in in Belgium, but, um. Very, very well educated. Works for one of the biggest tech companies on earth. Okay. Well, that would be Microsoft. No, but no. But, but I, I, no, I, I'm not going to go any further than that. Um, <laughs> but he, he, uh, he, and his wife had to go through some kind of visa lottery system. Oh yeah, right. the green card. Um, yeah. Green green card lottery system. Um, in order, despite the fact he's got the education, he's got the employment, he's got the money behind him, um, and it took a long time to go through this system. There was many, many steps, and even at the final step, there was still no guarantee they were going to get it. And and they did, thankfully. They live in Florida now. Uh, lucky, lucky, free bastards. I think we've lost John. Oh, am I still alive? Because we've lost John. No, he's I'm back. Here. He's back. I'm here. I've been saying I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I well, can hear that... you all the time. It must have been my upload. So Vaughn said to us, by the way, at the beginning of the show, he was like, "I can see David," and he said, "Next to him looks like a young Sean Connery." No, oh, thank you, thank you, Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm not a wanker. <laughs> well, like Sean Connery. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but 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 he was a handsome man. Let's face it, yeah. he was a handsome yeah. man. Um, th- thank you for letting me know, Dale, uh, that I'm still alive there. Uh, um, but uh, anything. So any anyhow. So yeah, visa, green card, yeah. lottery. Anyway, so back to my conversation with my friend. So he um he was telling me that it's now getting quite difficult to purchase ammunition. I'm not shocked. Right, so he said it's not because they're not making it; it's because everybody's buying it so quickly <laughs> and stockpiling it. Right, <laughs> and what he said is, 
This is not for fucking deer hunting. No, this is for the uh, the Second Amendment. Yes, this, this is for the Second Amendment, and these guys are fucking serious. So of course, he's now gone. He's now gone and bought himself an RV, and yeah. he's equipped it with solar and everything to take it off grid. It's his bug out rig, right? And he says to me, "Why don't you come over, buy an RV, and we'll go and live in the desert?" <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to lie to you, John. That sounds like absolute fucking heaven at this point. Yeah, it really know, does. But I've got a 13 year old daughter that I'm trying to educate. It's a fucking nightmare. Like you can educate her in the desert, yeah, and you can, give, you can give her better life skills in the desert than she'll pick up from any fucking mainstream school. And that's. Oh, that's yeah, I know that. I know that. But it's still. You what? See the 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 whole thing about going to school isn't isn't to get an education. It's to to be social, to be socialised, and to make friends. That's the only benefit the school gives you. Well, that's that's the, this is a good point because, as we know, they're actually really just left wing indoctrination centres at this point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I remember going to school, and I mean, I, I I'm not an uneducated man. I've got two degrees, one a master's. Yeah, I have a plethora of uh, old grades and hires and whatever, but. School. Most of what I learned in school was of no fucking use whatsoever. The only thing that that, that I will say is mathematics. You're using absolutely everything. You just don't understand or realise that you do. So I would say that mathematics is one of the most important subjects to 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 learn. Um, yeah. But 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 other than that, you're absolutely right. I mean, most of know, the stuff. Most of the stuff I know, I've I've learned myself after school. Well, same here, right? This show right now, we're running a show right now, right? All yeah. of the stuff that's required to run this show is, yeah. it's, it's, there's quite a lot of equipment, there's quite a lot of software setting up, things like that. <laughs> I had no idea how to do this from school. Um, yeah. And, and even, and even, you know, having the conversation, having the, the I guess, the. Uh, may, may I make a small confession? Go on in. They didn't have computers when I was at school. <laughs> that's because you're. That's because you're. Um, that's because you're 29 years old, John. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm. I'm. I'm being kind right now. By the way, uh, John is. John is. John is. Um, do you want to tell him how old you are, John, or shall I? What? I'm, I'm 59. 59 years of age. I mean. Um, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it by by the by the black hair, but um, <laughs> that's been a running joke for about a week now. By the way, um, whilst I've got you here, John, and whilst we're going back into normal type conversation, what is the wine of the week? Oh, the wine of the week. We're back to the old traditional Sauvignon Blanc from Intermarché, coming in at a cool three euro seventy one for one liter. Three euro seventy one for one liter. And what is the alcoholic volume in the Intermarché Sauvignon Blanc? Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent. Three euro seventy one for a thirteen. Jesus Christ! France really is an alcoholic's wet dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but the French aren't alcoholics because they're they're really restrained. They they have two glasses of wine at lunchtime, or a couple of beers, and they drink wee tiny beers like either two fifty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I know. You know Usually believe me, believe me, when I used to drink, it was so yeah. hard to get a fucking pint over there. It was unreal. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah they don't, they just don't do it. And don't. If, a big, a big beer is 500 mil. 
Yeah, and that's not even a pint. No. Pint obviously is 568 it's, it's, mil. It's just over half a pint. Oh, no, a pint is 568 mil. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. It's pretty much a so pint. In fact, two of my mouthfuls are. The Tregrond beer is 500 mil. Most of them are 250s. Yeah, um, I, I, and 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 he's right. You know, I've spent a lot of time over there myself, and uh, well, I I don't drink, but um. But the thing is, the French don't stop driving when they have two glasses of wine at lunchtime. But they but they've got their drink drive special cars, haven't they? They they do, but you know, they apparently drink driving here is treated as a crime of passion. Well, you know, I the, was... the first yeah. the first time you get stopped, it's like, oh well, do not do it again as long as you're not too high. Well, see, the amount of times I've driven on the A1 motorway mm-hmm. uh, from from uh, Marseille to Paris. Marseille? Uh, Calais, sorry. Calais to Paris. <laughs> I had a bit of a moment there. But the amount of times I've driven on the A1 motorway from Calais to Paris, and half the drivers can't seem to stick into a lane. So they'll be yeah. sort of driving, you know, with wheels in two lanes. And I oh, always wonder... That, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time of the day or, or what... No, it just happens at all hours of the day. They drive like that all the time because they don't understand that lanes are there to contain the car. No, but this is it. Is it just that they're shit drivers or yes. is it that they're drunk? No, they're shit drivers. They are <laughs> shit drivers. I mean, see, we have... Um, we have very narrow roads here in the in the country, and and then they come down to the the, the kind of small roads that link the small villages together, and they have yeah. a kind of a big uh, a, a largely spaced dotted line down the middle of this road. But I've the, I've, I've driven some of them myself in the there's in the barely enough yeah. room for two cars to pass, and that's a big road, okay. <laughs> and then you go into the smaller roads, which are definitely one and a half times the width of a car. That's it. So you're not getting two cars past each other. And what happens is you drive at 80 or 90 kilometres an hour, yes. which is fine, okay, along yes. these country roads. You can rent a corner as a car coming towards you. Nobody breaks. No, it's a game of chicken. You continue at your 80 or 90 kilometres an hour, <laughs> both on the road, both generally in the middle, heading straight for, for each other. At the last possible second, you drink slightly to the right, Yep. You know, as being driving on the on yep. the right. So Which you I drink, prefer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you jink slightly to the right, put your wheels into the dark for a nanosecond, as the other car does the exact same, and go safely past each other. Yes. This fucking, the first time you do this, you think, what the fuck is yes. going on? And do you know you what? Down, if you slow down, you're fucked, because as soon as you start slowing down, the other car will not move. He and you'll blood. have to go right off the road to let him yeah. by. So yeah, you've got to keep going. Because if you slow down, they know you're not French. And yeah, they this, know you'll give way. This is true. And I mean, you did it. You So you did it in the giant Chasing Liberty mobile, the, the yeah. RV. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, which is you know, an oversized vehicle. Yeah, that's Whereas, fine. I, I get away with it. Because I, 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 I can't put my wheels into the dirt because, you know, I'm going to sink... So I just barrel on, and they have to get out of the way. So I've done it. I've done exactly the same as, as what you're which, what you're suggesting. I've driven down the narrow roads linking French villages, um, yep. uh, and the, I'm in a seven seater VW Chiran, right? Yeah. And I kind of get away with it too because I'm in a much bigger car than most people. Yeah. And there is still that mindset, even even amongst the French drivers. Even if they're even if I tap my brake a little bit, they're still thinking. That bastard's got a bigger car than me. 
Yeah. I'm not going to mess with that. So we we get away with it, but I, I have seen some crazy driving on French Oh, roads. yeah, yeah. Um, nothing, no, nothing I've ever seen on British roads. Like, I believe I've nearly died more on French roads than I have on British roads <laughs> due to the actions of and, other drivers. And here's the scary thing, right? France has one third of an accident rate that the States has. Yeah. So how fucking bad are they in America? <laughs> well, I've never I've never driven there. I've never I've never driven on American oh. roads because I've never been there since I've been old enough to drive. Americans um, Americans think they can drive as well and they're awful. Just, are they are they are they bad? Oh. They are really bad, yeah. They can't go around corners. I mean, we won't stereotype. There will be some good American drivers, absolutely. Um, a straight line, perhaps, but they just cannot go around corners. Yeah, but isn't there? Isn't most states' um, driving tests basically piss easy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got one but, of the... See to, see, to be honest, you don't start learning to drive until you've passed your test. That's true. I mean, when, you when you're getting taught, when you're getting taught to pass your test... You're getting taught to pass what? your test. You're what? not getting taught to drive. But, but, okay, so I have a confession to make, John, and this might make you absolutely horrified as an ex-police officer. Sure. Um, but I, I never had a driving lesson, John, not one. <laughs> and I went from I, I went from uh, never driving a car to passing both tests first time in four weeks. Um, yeah. And I did this by, um, by driving, Tom, uh, John. I did this by driving. My car, all over the country. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me at all because it's the best way of learning. Yeah. And you, so you, I, you I, I learn, learned to drive. Yeah, you don't learn to drive by being taught. You get taught how to pass a test. Yeah. But it um, doesn't teach you anything about driving. See, I, I, I literally taught myself how to drive um yeah. and and i learned things like my maneuvers on youtube i learned my maneuvers off youtube yeah i i learned my theory test off a nintendo ds game yeah um yeah. um i was just asked by mr jungle griffin did i have somebody with me once so like while i had the l plates on did i have someone in the passenger seat maybe why, um why, why did you have l plates on well, I didn't have L plates on sometimes. Just be asking to get stops, wouldn't it? Well, well, well I didn't. Ha well, the thing is, also, I remember I'm a disabled man in a mobility car, and when that when that flashes up on the police national computer, they tend to leave us alone. Yeah. Um, that, Shall that, I tell you a story one night when we go, stopped the chat? Go on in. Right. So we're driving along the M8 motorway. It is howling with rain. I haven't told you that story, have I? No. Right. So we're driving along the M8. It's howling with rain car in front is weaving a little bit just a little bit yeah but you you don't get the old classic drunk drivers very often these days so my the guy with me we call we call each other neighbors when we're working together in yeah. Scotland. so my neighbor goes let's pull him and i said i'm driving and i goes no i says it's too wet i'm not gonna <laughs> and he's going no let's pull him i think he's drunk and i goes I don't think he is. I think he's just. I think it's just really wet. He can hardly fucking see because I can hardly see, and he's he's just taking his time. And he's going, no, pull him, pull him. I goes, I tell you what, we'll pull him, but I'm not getting out of the car. You bring him back. And he's going, yeah, yeah okay, fair deal, right? He goes, he goes, I'll get him back. And I goes, okay, that's fine. So blue lights on, whoop whoop, pulls in, pulls into the hard shoulder. So he's in the hard shoulder, and I wind the window down a wee bit. 
just to hear what's going to go on because he's obviously going to have to go out and talk to him. And he picks up the, the mic and turns it to PA and goes, Driver, driver of the vehicle ahead, please come back to the police car. And I thought, you <laughs> lazy bastard. Yeah, I thought, you bastard. <laughs> so anyway, the guy in the car ahead turns around and waves at us. You know, like that. And I'm like, he's not coming. And he goes, <laughs> Driver, this is the police. Please come back to the police car. We need to speak to you. And the guy turns around again and goes, well, I think I know where this is going. He's going, he's not coming. I said, he's not coming. You're going to have to go and get him. And he goes, fucking bastard. So he pulls his jacket on and hat and he stomps out of the car. And he goes up to the window. And the guy winds the window down and he goes, have you lost the fucking power of your legs? And the guy goes, I'm disabled, officer. I don't have any legs. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Oh. So at that point he goes, well, your driving was a little bit erratic. I'm just asking you to get, do a bit more concentration, and with that, be on your way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> because the police do not like pulling disabled people. That's a that's a fact. And and and, and now where they've got the they've got the the PNC on on board every car. And they can PNC your yeah. car. You know, they see it comes up owned by Motability Operations, and they but, go, "Yeah, let's kind of leave that." The only snag in that theory is what happens is a lot of Neds get Motability cars. Yeah, because they get them from their mum or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm, and I'm, they drive I'm them not doubting that. Cars. So sometimes Motability cars do get pulled. Yeah, I'm just saying it's it's a lot less often than other people. I mean, I have literally been pulled once in my nine years of driving with a license. Um, and, and that wasn't even the fact that somebody came up behind me and pulled me or anything like that. This was during the first lockdown. Um, and I was pulled over to the side outside of crematorium where there was a crew already rating and they were just pulling random cars. They hadn't PNC'd anyone. They were pulling random cars and just checking people's car details to make sure they were legitimate um, cars. Uh, and then off they go. Dark Spy on Twitter asks you, what's a Ned? A Ned is a chav. Succinctly put. A Ned is a Scottish chav. So a Ned is a Scottish... So a, 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 a rapscallion. A man about town, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, a rogue. <laughs> a, a rogue. A, 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 let's not. Let's let's not do that. Um, <laughs> but but still, still, yeah. That one time I was pulled, and, and they were just literally scanning people's number plates to make sure that that they were they were not stolen cars, essentially. And, and then yeah. they were like, he, he, he got, one guy was sitting in a car quite far away scanning. And another guy was talking to me at the window and he just tried to make took a small talk with me. And he's like, you've been in the footwear nice. And I'm like, mate, I've just been to Asda and now my ice cream's melting. We shouldn't really do small talk. <laughs> no, no, because I can be an arsehole without being an arsehole. I'm quite yeah. good at that. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just like, I've just been to Asda and now my fucking ice cream's melting. All right. I've got kids at home. Yeah. And if I get them, if I get them ice cream, their ice cream moment, it's melted. They're going to well, be in tears, and if they're in tears, you can imagine what I'm like if I get stopped. Well, I, I hope 
because you know the protocols, you're a bit of a bastard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, not for no reason. The the first thing I do, where well, I would do, and I did do it this time as well. The first thing I do, phone on, boop, record. Yeah. Hi there. <laughs> Hi there. Is there any reason you're recording there? Yeah, just just to make sure you're not an asshole. It's, quite no, frankly, just say, no. I'm recording to protect you and me. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's it, 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 uh, officer. I am. I am recording this. I am recording this encounter for both your safety and my own. Absolutely. Um, we need to make sure that you are being held to the professional standard that is required of you, officer. Yep. Um, right. <laughs> anyway, so that's what else happens on America. So what was I talking about? Yeah. So. The FDA has. If, if I want to go to America just now, I actually need to research because he asked if I can come over on business, um, on a business flight. And I said, I don't know because at the moment you can't fly into America from the UK or a Schengen country. Right. Uh, France being a Schengen country, you're You fucked. could go to Mexico. Yes. I could take a two week holiday in Mexico and you then could, go and then cross America. Yeah. But it needs to be, I need to be in Mexico for 14 days. It, so uh, it's, not is it, transit. it's not just a transit flight from Mexico. No, I, I was going to ask you if if the same same applied to Canada, but you don't want to go there. Fuck no! Why would you want to? Yeah, go to Canada? You, you don't you don't want to go there. You could go to Canada and disappear. It's like it's, it's borderline Australia at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's insane. Justin, old Justin's going. The only way to get out of tyranny is with democracy, and it's like, mate. Are you calling yourself a tyrant? Is that what you're doing here? Yeah, well, he is, yeah. And he is. He's a cunt. Well, he is a cunt. I mean, that's... Right. Okay, I'm, ju- I'm just going to... I'm going to say something, John. I thought David was a bit taken aback by her language, I think, early on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to say something, John. Um, Go ahead. So, Justin Trudeau... And Scott Morrison, leaders of uh, Canada and Australia, respectively. Mm-hmm. About six weeks ago, where were both those people, John? Oh, were they not in Cornwall? Yeah, so so Justin yeah. Trudeau and Scott Morrison were in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. The very next night after the G7 summit finished, Scott Morrison went to Downing Street for a lovely dinner with Boris Johnson. And as as we know, all of the and staff... His, and his good lady Peg. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Right, and 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 as as we know, all of the staff uh, and I assume all of the uh, prime ministers' entourage within Downing Street do not wear masks. There's no masks in Downing Street, right? right. That's reported. That is a fact. Yeah. Um. So back then, I believe masks were still required on the plebs. Um. When the, when the G7 was occurring, but but Scott Morrison and Justin whoa, Trudeau. Whoa. What wasn't? Didn't it look like something from The Handmaid's Tale or, or something like that? It absolutely did because all when of the all servants, servant were, staff were wearing masks and everybody else was just wandering about. Yeah, absolutely. So all of the servants were wearing masks, and all and, and all of the uh, the 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 elites, we'll call them, yeah. were wandering around, uh, being served without their masks. But there they are. G7, no masks, no distancing. Scott Morrison's off having a wonderful dinner at Downing Street, right? Mm-hmm. What's happening to their citizens, John? Yeah, yeah. And I know exactly. Do any of their citizens not see 
the problem here. I mean, I see the problem here. Scott Morrison and Justin Trudeau can swan off all over the world. Uh-huh. Do uh, no isolation required when they landed here. No. Right? None. Um, so well, they literally. That's right. And where are they going to be next? Is it next month, or is it the end of this uh, month? I'm not sure. They're going to be in Glasgow, aren't they? For I, co- I, or is it November? Yeah, it's November. They're going to be in Glasgow for the climate thing. Yeah, um, because apparently to um, to end climate change, what they need to do is all get on their planes, fly across the world to one location. Yeah, uh, breaking breaking all of their own, you know, distancing, isolation, mask, whatever rules. Um, and fly back and still keep their citizens oppressed whilst telling their citizens they're not allowed to do this. And and I, and I will point out for them, I mean, should they ever perchance come across this podcast and wonder why the streets in Glasgow are bouncy? They're not made of rubber. Mm-hmm. It's chewing gum. <laughs> A dark spy on Twitter says uh, they did have masks on at the G7. I saw them wearing masks in their staged photo. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that was the only time, wasn't it? Yeah, when they did, they walked up to each other outside with their masks, and they did yell, bum, yeah. bum, fist, fist bump. Yeah, and, and then by the end of by the end of it, they're all just standing there, shoulder to shoulder, getting their private red arrows display. Hey, yeah. <sighs> yeah, apostles. Right, where were we? What were we talking about? America holidays. We might, whoa, have we finished with America? <laughs> What about Sleepy Joe? What's he done this week? (laughs) I I urge... Apart from walking off every press conference without taking any questions. And the one that he did actually answer a question, they cut the audio feed, didn't they? They had to. They had to. Uh, But it's like, uh, the FDA have approved a version of the final vaccine. Now, now right, so this is a bit tricky. Have they or have they not? Right? So... What the From FDA, what I understand, it's a product that's not actually been manufactured yet. Yes. So apparently what they've done is they've written a letter to Pfizer saying that their product continues to be under emergency legislation and exempt from liability. Okay. And they've also written a letter to Pfizer-BioNTech right, for their product, which is yet to be finished and manufactured and and out for you know use saying that their product will be fully approved and will be subject to liability right right so the one that's fully approved isn't fucking available and it doesn't exist it doesn't exist yet yeah so then sleepy so joe goes on tv a fast one aren't they so Sleepy Joe goes on TV and says, "Now that it's been fully approved, you can uh, you can mandate it." No, you can't. You fucking well, you can mandate it, but nobody can get it. No, yeah. So uh, uh, see if it's mandated for you. You just say, "Well, I'll take the fully approved one," and they'll say, "Oh, but you can't get that because it's not available yet." Can you take the Pfizer one instead? And you go, "No, I'll wait for the fully approved one." I'll wait for the fully approved one. Thank you. Um, in fact, in fact, I- I'll just sue you. Um, but, but, but the H1N1 vaccine was fully approved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the what was it? What was the other one? The that the H1N1 one was the one that gave everybody narcolepsy, wasn't it? Yeah, pandemics or pandemics. Yeah, so, so that that was fully approved. Yeah. Um, there was another one that. 
for was it males? That was fully approved, but they had to pull it because people started dying. Yeah. Uh, SARS CoV 1 vaccine was fully approved, but again, people started dying, so they had to pull that. I think after like one or two people died. Yeah. Uh, but but that doesn't seem to be a barrier to this emergency use one because you know, Yudra's reporting twenty thousand deaths. The US are reporting, you know, possibly possibly up to forty thousand deaths from the vaccine. Yeah, but but it's not been pulled. It's not been pulled. It's and we get told that we're conspiracy theorists if we quote the government's own figures. Yeah, but it's their figures. That's it's it's their it's on their website. It's their figures. They're there for everyone. And going back to a comment I made earlier on whilst we were talking with, with David, right? Going back to a comment, a comment I made earlier on, it's, it's not that I'm calling people stupid. I'm just saying they're not educated. They haven't educated themselves in the yeah. right places. Yeah. They haven't looked into the right information. They're not reading the reports. They're, they're, they're basically relying on their mainstream media to tell them what's what. And most yeah. of the time, their mainstream media is giving them half-truths and non-truths. Yeah. And their fact checks, as always, are fact checking things that they've actually made up themselves, and not the facts that you're trying to project. Because yeah, so you yeah. can you can say that you can now actually say that according to data from Public Health England, right, it's you're more likely to die as a double vaccinated person in hospital from COVID than you are as an unvaccinated person. In that's fact, you're actually least likely to die with one jab. That's what yeah, their, their but, data but says. That's, that's what the data says, right? And yeah, that's a fact. That's that's not not a fact according to the fact checkers. No, but, but but also you have to wonder who uh, the other the other thing you have to know and uh, you have to you have to understand before you can understand why the quote unquote fact checkers act the way they are acting is who's paying them. Yeah. You have to follow the money, and um, oh yeah, I know, I know. And you and you then realise the fact checkers are being paid by oh wow, big pharma, big pharma, and um, is it Bill Gates? It's the single biggest funder of the MHRA in the UK, I believe he yeah. is. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on that. I have uh, I I don't have that to hand, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah. Um, uh, and when I say, uh, by the way, that one jab seems to be your, your safest option uh, when it comes to death from the coup, that is not what I am saying. That is, British, <laughs> that is what the British government is saying, yeah, and it but, is not a recommendation. Yeah. I am not giving you any medical advice here on this show. Yeah. That is not our job. We are um, not doctors. We merely report the information. You make up your own mind about what you want to do with your body. Exactly, and uh, my 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 body is uh, quite happily. Um, e even if even if they uh, you know didn't tell me that it was unsafe for me, um, I would still not be going ahead and doing it right now. I've always said from word dot that I wanted to see the medium to long term safety and efficacy data, especially against people with my condition and against the medications that I'm on. And I said until that data, especially as these 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 treatments and new technology, until that data is available, I would not be risking it within my own system i always said that from day dot and just because i wanted to make that kind of uh, informed decision with my own body uh i'm an anti-vaxxer apparently yeah apparently yeah, yeah let's apparently. finish off australia let's, let's finish it off because we're finished off america haven't we so let's finish off australia so we talked about we talked about the their the 
the cases and stuff. Well, we we talked about what's going on. Did down we talk there. about the dogs? Well, did we talk about the dogs last week when they shot them all? Uh, well, I, oh, I made a... on Sunday. I, I, I the ones not... that shot the rescue yeah. dog. Yeah. So yeah, they shot them dogs. to stop people travelling to come and pick them up. It was fifteen dogs, ten of which were puppies. Yeah, and one was one had one had just had pups as well. Yes, yeah, so it was her pups as well. Um, fifteen dogs were murdered. And I, I will I will just call it that murdered by the uh, by by a provincial yeah. government in Australia. Um, it's because... pretty sick. It's pretty sick. But I tweeted, I tweeted about the four the four kids, babies, four babies that died because they couldn't get heart surgery because the surgeons weren't allowed to travel to treat them. Yes. So this is what happened. This happened in Australia. Also, and then I... the fucking tweet was full of the dogs, and it's like. For fuck's sake, people, focus on the fucking, the, you know, the subject matter. Human babies. The human babies, not the dogs. And don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning the dog thing by any stretch of the imagination. That's terrible. But, you know, four babies died because they couldn't get treatment that could probably have saved their lives. So they, they, so they had two options. They could have either flown the surgeons to where the babies yeah. were, or the babies could have been transported to the surgeons. Yeah. But the Australian government refused travel exemptions on all the babies, I believe. Um, that's uh, that's just that's, fucking sick. Well, everything the Australian uh, government are doing to their people is absolutely yeah. fucking sick. And once again, like I just said earlier on, we'll see Scott Morrison. We've seen him at G7. We'll see him return to Glasgow, like you said. Yeah. And and yet babies can't travel interstate within their own country to have life-saving heart surgery. Does nobody yeah. see a problem with this? And then I get, I get, when I start sounding off about Australia on the social medias, I get people coming at me that are within that country saying, oh, we are fighting a pandemic. We are. We are no, doing the right not. thing. No, you're not. The only fight that's going on right now in that country is the government versus its people. They had a peaceful protest at the weekend and they picked up firearms and shot their own citizens. John's gone. But they picked up firearms. They unloaded them. Uh, with rubber bullets, granted, they pepper sprayed a 12-year-old child, John, they, who was holding a sign yeah. that said, let me play. The police picked up a pepper spray and unloaded it on the child. Yeah, I know. They're bastards. Absolute bastards. And, and, I, I, and, and I mean, the, within the state, they've set up zones within the state that you're not allowed to travel between the zones. Yeah. I mean... It's not even just interstate, it's intrastate. It's absolutely mental. Um, it's, but but, but the, the mental thing is the level of Stockholm Syndrome among the Australian public. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's insane. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, and you wonder what, what happened to Crocodile Dundee. So what about all the Afghans that have been brought into Australia? How'd they get in? Um, well, they, they'll have some kind of exemption, won't they? They'll have some kind of. They'll have. They'll be. You really shut your borders, or you haven't. <laughs> well, this is it, and then I say, oh, that's a humanitarian crisis. What about your own citizens? You've left abroad for eighteen months. The whole been trying to get home. A humanitarian crisis. The whole fucking world is in a humanitarian crisis. Mm. They just don't understand it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right. They just. They don't understand it. Right. <sighs> New Zealand. Shall we do New Zealand while we're there? 
How's that going, Jacinda? How's, how's your lockdown working out, Jacinda? How many people got cases now? I don't really fucking know, but I know a lockdown's not working. 148, Jacinda, right? 100, there's 100. So we locked down the country when there was one, okay? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, and we said that, now, and we said it was twenty seventh of August. Right? Yeah, that, we said it was just going to be one week. We said it was just going to be one week. We fucking lied to you. Yeah, like, again, like, again. like, remember, remember, but remember when I told you that unless you hear it from us, it's not the truth. Yeah. Okay, even though I told you it was just going to be one week, and I've clearly fucking lied to you, um, it's only us that tell the truth. Okay. Yeah. Except it wasn't the truth, Jacinda, was it? It wasn't the truth. <laughs> it was the truth because it came from us. <laughs> and and where did this one case come from? I've got no fucking idea. Apparently it came from fucking Sydney, the other country that's meant to be fucking zero COVID as well. <laughs> so you either shut your borders to everyone, including fucking Australians, or you don't bother. Jacinda, you're making a, a you're making an ass of it, my dear. No, I'm not. I'm the perfect leader, okay? <laughs> they don't call me fashion. I mean, Jacinda Ardern for nothing. Yeah, and 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 because you've gone from one to 148 in less than a week, can I maybe suggest that your your citizens have no fucking immunity to anything anymore? <laughs> It's not just COVID, is it? We've we've made a bit of a mistake there, John. What what, yeah. <laughs> what what we've done is we've locked everybody in their house for a fucking year. Yeah. And uh, now, if they get a regular cold, they're liable to just kill the fuck over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to get you need to get a long dark mic and a set of horse teeth. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to, aren't I? I, I do. I think. I think I'm going to have to. Long dark wig and a set, a set, a set of just in the teeth. Nashals. Do you remember? And you ever, any time. Yeah. Did you ever read the Beatle? Do you remember Nashal the dog? Yes, Nashal the dog. Oh, you yeah. want to teeth like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking speaking of Beano characters, fucking desperate Dan over in fucking Australia. Jesus oh, Christ. Jesus Christ. That it's guy, a lovely. That guy, it's that guy's it's mental. He's lost it mentally. Yeah, well, you can see him. How angry he looks when he's yeah. saying these things. Like, I, 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 I thought it was. I know it was a lovely sunrise, right? <laughs> but if you go out and see any more sunsets, sunrises, you'll be in fucking hospital, and you won't be in hospital because of no virus. It'll be because I get my office to shoot you with rubber fucking bullets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan wasn't happy, was he? He wasn't a happy bear at all. <laughs> and they're they not also have paint pellet guns. Was that to identify people later? I don't know. Oh, What's going on, John? The wine's finished. Can, can you give me that wine? <laughs> it's, it's, it's dead. Look, it's dead. Oh, oh that intermarché bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, three seventy-one for a litre. Unless it is no more, I'm sure right. it will be replenished on Sunday. Right. Okay. So let me let me go back to the top. Why can you explain this one to me? And we're back in the UK now. Can you explain why the UK? Oh, have we lost? 
Have we lost it? Are we still here? Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, right. So why has the UK now purchased 540 million vaccination doses? Right. So uh, I theorised something. We theorised something. Have you seen the photographs going around of the EU vaccination passport with slots for eight doses on? Mm. Mm. I have indeed. So 540 million uh, doses would roughly equate to eight doses per person in the UK. Fucking hell. Yeah, that, that would that would roughly equate to eight doses. Yeah. Um, now, now, now that's you know I haven't verified those pictures. Uh, of course, I've seen them, but I haven't verified them. Um, but but if 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 it's the I've case, seen, I've seen a vaccination record here, and it doesn't have any slots on it at all. They just see, tell is, what you've had. This is a mobile phone app. Um, it's the EU vaccination passports, so and not the pass sanitaire. Um, All right, okay. So it's the inter EU uh, vaccination passport. Um, And uh, the photographs I've seen have slots for eight doses on. And so if if this is true. um, Okay, hold on. I've got on my uh, burner phone here. Yes. I have the the, uh, anti, the TUS anti COVID application. Okay. Um, So let me see if I can. Call it up. Okay. Uh, Anti-COVID. See, the, uh, I don't know if you see it. Uh, can you? Yeah. It kind of, it kind of coming up. Yeah. Kind of come up. Yeah. So, um, I can open my wallet, and it can show you my recent certificates. <laughs> right. Okay. But do not, do not worry. Do not worry about my recent certificates. So all it does, if you display it full screen, just shows you a, a QR code and a name. That's all that's on it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give you anything else. It doesn't show you how many how many uh, vaccinations you've had or whatever. It just tells you the date of your last one. And it, oh, it tells you how many you've had. It says vaccination two of two. Two of uh, so, two. Not two so of eight. Two of eight. Two of two. Yeah. So, um, okay, okay. Well, well, like I said, these photographs are from. I'm, I'm assuming that's a dodgy app. These photographs are from a. No, this is a real app. This is the app. There's, there's the two certificates showing there, right? I'm not going to put them up for long in case somebody tries to steal them. Uh, they're not mine, um, but yeah. So, are, are you telling me you're you're logged into this app as somebody else so that you can go around? No, I'm logged into the. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not using it, right? It was purely for research purposes. Of course it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously, because I don't want to get done for it. But yeah, this is this is for research purposes. So yeah, so the, the um the thing the thing loads you can load your vaccination into the app and it shows you everything. But there's no slot to tell you how many vaccinations you've had. It just tells you it it doesn't say two of eight, it says two of two. So yeah. if you've had two, you're considered fully vaccinated. For now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for now, yeah. You're not in Israel, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to be, and you certainly don't want to be vaccinated in Israel and going for number three, because what's happening to those people that get booster number three? I've not seen. Oh, it's not It's not good. Can we I've just not say seen. There's a, been a big spike in deaths. 
Well, what I am gonna what I am gonna say is this: We had the leader of Israel recently on TV, and his words were something along the lines of, "The most vulnerable are now the double jabbed." He's not fucking wrong. And when they get the third one, they die. That's what's happening. That's what's happening in Israel right now. They have a big spike. I can send you the graph if you'd like. Yeah, no, I believe you. Yeah, they have a big spike in deaths. They have a big spike in cases, but they have a corresponding spike in deaths, which doesn't happen elsewhere. This is not how pandemics work. This is how, no, this, this is not how influenza epidemics work. No, that's that is that is bizarre, you know. Um, this 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 none of none of what we've been told told after over the last eighteen months makes any actual sense in any real world uh, setting. Um, unfortunately, people are just so cowed and they are so afraid by the nudge units, by the government uh, psychologically manipulating them, by the Milgram experiments being played out. Yep. Um, and and it's all worked. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately for them, unfortunately for, for everybody else, unfortunately for our fellow man, it is working on them. And um, the, the, the quicker they fucking open their eyes and realise they've been duped, the better man. Yeah. What's going on with who? Not Doctor Who, just who? Or Dr. Ted Tedros. What's going on there? I don't know. I, I, I yeah, have well, not he's come, out, he's come out today and he's questioning the necessity for a booster shot. And he's not okay. recommending it. Right? So what, what's right. happened to him? Is he had an attack of conscience? Or has um, somebody not paid him his monthly stipend? <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you because <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, well, nobody knows, but why would who suddenly... Well, the thing is, it, it's like at the start of it, everybody's like, we're following who guidelines. And now everybody just fucking ignores the who. I mean, just the, 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 the who came out and said, we do not recommend an international vaccine passport. Yeah. No no vaccination documents for travel. And, and everybody said, fucking did it anyway. Yeah. And the who said, we, we, we can't, um, we don't recommend shutting down air travel and locking people up. And everybody did it anyway. <laughs> The who, the who said um, we don't recommend. There's no evidence for masking, um, and uh, they they changed their stance, but yeah, they didn't they change that. They didn't change this right. So they made this clear because a BBC. It was actually a BBC journalist who posed this to them. Yeah. Um, she said, she said to them, she said, um, we're hearing that you changed your stance on masks because of not because of a change in uh, scientific evidence, but a change in political pressure. Right. So it was. Pressure was put on them. Nice question. They didn't, from the BBC, you know. And they didn't deny it. No, no, they wouldn't. Well, they couldn't. If they had any sort of balls, they, they couldn't because, you know, it's very difficult to lie when in somebody's face when they actually say something that's true, you know. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. So we, we know that when the World Health Organization changed their stance to we recommend universal masking, it was because of political pressure, was, not because yeah. of a change of scientific evidence. There is still, to this day, no 
scientific evidence that stacks up to any kind of scrutiny that says a fabric covering in a public setting will save you or stop the spread or reduce the spread of an upper respiratory virus. I'm sorry, but that evidence simply doesn't exist. We have four decades, four decades worth of mm, peer-reviewed yeah. scientific evidence that says it doesn't. I'm sorry, even, but... Even an N95 mask doesn't help. Well, well, but, but, but okay, so but, but we could give them that, John. We could yeah. give them the N95 mask, right? Give them it. Let them have it, right? Say, say it works. That doesn't matter. No yeah. fucker's been wearing that. No, no, nobody has. I know. No, I know. and the guy, the guy that attacked me, right, I say attacked me, but uh, a few weeks back, uh, just before the mask mandate was lifted, the security guard outside uh, the shopping yeah. center. Yeah, yeah, like, He's wearing a fucking, you know, piece of fabric shit with a little vent in it. And I'm like, mate, that doesn't work. And he's like, yes, it does. I'm like, going, yes, it does. He's going, yes, it does. I'm like, well, what way does the vent go, mate? <laughs> and I'm like, mate, there's no evidence whatsoever. Yeah, there is. I've read it. I said, no, you've seen a Facebook meme. You've seen a stupid meme with a pictures of things playing out. Someone's drawn with a pen. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, did we cover the Vaxxer more likely? Yeah, we did cover the Vaxxer more likely to die at the moment. Yeah, we covered that. Sure, shall we, um, we, we wrap it up on this laugh, John? No, no. No, I have one more. Oh, you have one more. Let's, I have uh, one let's more. try and take the piss out of this now. Right. So the Delta variant doesn't exist. No, but let's just just bear with me. Humor me, exist, if you John. will. What? Doesn't exist, John. Yeah, humor me, if you will. Okay. okay. So according to Public Health England again, right? Yeah. Their, their sources, yeah. Yep. The Delta variant from February to August has killed in England how many people? Now, this is the most dangerous variant ever, remember? You tell me, John. How many people have died from the Delta variant in England from February through August? Don't know, John. 742? 742. Did they die? Did they die from it, John? Well, partly they died with it. <laughs> and was every single okay, so John, was every single one of those positive tests sequenced, John? I don't know that. <laughs> we but, I think I think but, you but, do know that. Seven hundred and forty two out of how many other people died in that same period? God knows. Three hundred and thirty-six thousand. <laughs> so three hundred and thirty-six thousand people died of other things, and seven hundred and forty-two of them died from the Delta variant. What? So let's go fucking, back. To, what fucking pandemic? So let's go back to this Milgram experiment, right? Let's go back to that for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to try and I'm going to try and say this calmly. Give me a minute. Are we going to do a virtual Milgram experiment? No. No, 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 no. Um, you're absolutely right. Three hundred thousand people have died in this country. Yeah. Okay? Seven hundred forty-two from the alleged Delta variant. Now I call it the alleged Delta variant, just like I call it the alleged pandemic, because yeah. the only yeah. reason, the only, the only way to know 
the, the Delta variant exists. I'm definitely deleting this show from YouTube when we're finished. Um, <laughs> the, the, the only way to know that the Delta variant exists is because man in suit stood on podium and said to you, B, number B, whatever number he wants to make up, Delta variant is what's causing all of these problems. You have none of you, not one person watching this, not one person listening back on the podcast, not one person has ever seen tangible proof that the original, let alone the Delta variant exists, right? Let's give them the original, give them the original, right? Absolutely. I, I've, I've never denied it. Okay. There's something out there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a quote unquote, go with you, right? Some people go at me for that. I don't care. Um, but this Delta variant, the only way you would know it exists is because they, uh, you know, oh, you, you, they, they claim to have sequenced your test and they claim that it's Delta. Prove it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have not seen, I have, and I, you know, I, well, all these people. The guy in Alberta did exactly the same thing. He went to court with his fine, and all he did was ask the medical officer of Alberta to prove that COVID exists, and she was unable to do so. What and the case, the case was thrown out. And a day later, all the, all the restrictions were dropped. But let's give them, let's give them SARS-CoV-2. Okay, we'll give them SARS-CoV-2, the original. Well, once again, give it to them. Right, that's yeah. fine. I'm willing to accept that there is a SARS-CoV-2, right? People might have a go at me for that. Fine. Don't care. But this Delta variant, I have always, uh, I've for the last three or four months, actually, I've been running on the hashtag, hashtag there is no Delta variant. You go look at it on Twitter, you'll just see loads of tweets from me. Yeah. Hashtag there is no Delta variant. Because I have, I have asked even the people that would come at me, the people that would attack me, I've said, have you actually ever seen any proof that this variant exists and none of them can give it to me because they haven't seen it themselves. So like I said, we go back to the Milgram experiment. Man has told them to do things because mm -hmm. man has position of authority. In yeah. that case, man wearing white coat. Okay. Yeah. In this, in this case, it's Chris Whitty's, it's Patrick Valance, Jonathan Van Tam. It's the podium on Downing Street and the TV camera. That's yeah. their white coat. That's, yeah. that's all it is, and and and, uh, and this is this is where we this is where we are. And and I said earlier on, I, I'm getting deathly afraid of the of Joe Public, and I am, yeah. because how far how far like across you know how, how far over the Rubicon can they go? I know. I, this is you know I I don't mean to be hyperbolic and go you know back to things that have happened atrocities that have happened in history but how do you think that the general public in those places allowed those atrocities to occur this is how yeah exactly exactly this is so how has, 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 oh, if we know anything from history it's history repeats itself yeah and it's doomed to repeat itself because everybody's yeah. so fucking ignorant of it yeah yeah right. I, I i tweeted again today right so it's now been 18 months of a pandemic, and I still don't know anyone that's, or I think this might have been yesterday, I still don't know anyone that's died from it. Right. And hundreds of likes, over 100 retweets, right? Um, loads and loads of comments, and only two, only two people have replied so far saying, I know someone who died from it. And one of them was fucking somebody's cousin twice removed from his auntie. That was Adam, wasn't it? 
What? I saw that. That was Adam, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> who, yeah. who, who knew somebody down the street? And I said, so you really yeah. don't know them? <laughs> yeah, that was that was my tech guy, Adam. I was it? Was he being facetious? Of course he was. It, it, of, of course he was. Um, oh, Adam, you bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to start checking out people's backgrounds before I slag them. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it was like I mean, there was hundreds of people. They they still don't they don't know anyone. A, a pandemic, you should know someone. Yeah, you should know someone by now. For fuck's sake. Well, well, this is it. And I mean, like a pandemic, your government is supposed to, you know, hold you up high. Yeah. Um, and uh, give you hope and things like that. They're yeah. not supposed to scare you and cow you and make you, you know, definitely afraid of basically uh, somebody's shadow touching you outside. You know, you know, I was thinking about this today and it's... Um, One second, Adam has responded in the chat. He says, no, I was very serious. It's a deadly virus. <laughs> Adam's arse. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's like... What, what were we talking about there? Oh, fuck, I've lost it. Not knowing anybody who's died from it. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, the government holding people up and giving them hope and not scaring the living shit out of them. Yeah, the one that gives it away, and, and they've blown it for everyone, right, is build. Yeah. By turning around and apologising for what they did, they've yeah. fucking blown it for everyone, but none of the rest of them have picked up on it. No. So anyone who knows, anyone who's read the build thing knows well, the whole thing's a load of shite because if one's done it, they've all done it. Yeah. But none of the rest of them are freaking got the balls. They've, they've all seen what Build have done. They've all seen what Build have done and they're, they're just hoping that, that Build will be the only one. Stays under the radar. So Dark Spy says perhaps we should bring in proportional representation and a fine every time they are caught lying that they have to pay from their own pocket now what i'm actually uh, uh, uh maybe maybe okay proportional representation in voting um but i would i would well, actually put it works really fucking well doesn't it oh yeah absolutely i, I think yeah, maybe yeah, what that, we that, that's do... a great plan yeah yeah what Sorry. we should what, <laughs> what we should do hold, hold on now what we should do is arrest every single one of the 650 MPs, stick them in dark four by four cells for the rest of their natural lives, and chuck them slop under the door until they uh, until they expire. That's what should happen, and then we should start again. No, we shouldn't start again. No, no, I, I no, 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 yeah, no. Because if we start again, no, we've got to rip out this system because the system we've got to rip out this system, absolutely right. But then we leave the 650 MPs and the chief medical officer and the chief scientific officer in the cells as a cautionary tale to the people that we install. With with a constant 24-hour feed, with a so constant 24, so we can and we can pay like 20 quid to have a a, a rotten tomato chucked away. Yeah, hi. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Twenty four hours on them all the time, so you even get to watch them when they're taking a dump. Yep, <laughs> and they're literally four Fuck by them. four, four by four windowless cells with <laughs> occasional unnatural light if we allow it. If yeah. they have been uh, good, um, <laughs> that's 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 what needs to happen. Um, and no, no toilet paper allowed. <laughs> No toilet paper, no, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not even sure I'll give them water in the toilet bowl. No, uh, they get fuck all. They don't even get clothing. No, um, well, I, I, I mean, I don't want to see Matt Hancock naked. 
Uh, it's okay, we'll castrate them all first. I was going to say, I kind of feel sorry for Gina, but then again, at the same time, I don't. Who? Gina, the, the woman that Matt Hancock had the affair with. Oh, yeah, I, I, I will. No, I can't <laughs> feel sorry for her. I can't feel sorry for her. She's stupid Dark, enough to have done it. Dark Spy says, watch them taking a dump. Ew, next slide, please. <laughs> right i think i've covered everything i wanted to cover is there anything you want to bring up old chap um i just want to say thank you to you and to david for actually making me laugh today no worries it's been it's been it's been nice to actually to do it's, a show it's been a hard three days for me as well i'll be honest and it's, I, I get it man i absolutely get it i mean the whole thing starts to get to you, mate. It really does, and you you know that more than anyone. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, and like like I said earlier on in the show, what people also have to understand is people in in you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that we're any kind of I, I don't really know how to word this, but we've we've definitely held our heads up a lot more than most. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so has David, big time. Uh, we've we've held our head up, and the shower of shit that comes our way can be much worse. Than 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 the average person, yeah. Um, and um, when you're putting up with that, and in my case, I'm disabled. In your case, you're essentially stateless, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then and then you get more and more chucked on top of you. You, for example, receiving that letter saying that your 13 year old has to be jabbed, or, or else, or else, essentially. Yeah. Um, I understand. We're we're going to the doctor on Friday. To find out if there's an out, if we can get some kind of certificate. So if you, if you can get, uh, <laughs> yeah, an exemption. So uh, an exemption, or you know, a two hundred and fifty euro bung here, and well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But we're going to the doctor on Friday. We're all going because we've got to register anyway. So we'll all go and we'll see what happens, and um, that might that might decide where we where we end up and what we do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, I would, I would say keep us updated. But you're with me twice a week, so um, yeah, we will, do. we will come along. Um, uh, 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 and, and with that, before I let you close out the show, I, I want to say, um, if you'd like to support the show that we do, it's uh, there are there are places that you can do so. For myself personally, it is buymeacoffee.com forward slash descent, and for John, it is chasingliberty.life or buymeacoffee.com forward slash jipo j-a-i-p-o thank you sir that's indeed what it is and with that i'd like to say thank you everyone for joining us again on episode 19 of chasing descent we'll Jeez, be back right. sunday you know ben's well if, if ben's up to it because he's got a big I'll, day I'll, I'll be fine yeah, so we'll be back again on sunday for episode 20 my god please come up and uh, it's my birthday on Friday, John. Oh my God, it's your birthday! Yeah. DM me, DM me with your address, and I'll send you a present. Okay. <laughs> I'm a bit scared now. No, no, you don't need to be scared. You'll like it. <laughs> Is it going to be a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc from Intermarché for no, three no, euros seventy? No. I can put that in if you want, but it wasn't going to be that. No, it's going to be something you'll like. <laughs> Okay, I will DM you. You won't my have address. it for Friday, though. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, if you would all like to buy us coffee for my birthday, <laughs> please. because as always, 
we work on the value for value model. So if you've had any value from this podcast or, or live stream, then feel free to dump in a meager contribution, as little or as much as you like. Yes, and it's uh, every penny's extremely appreciated. We both put them back into everything that we do. Uh, I do a live show fucking every single day. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you do, and 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 that's a big, big commitment. I do, I do this twice a week, and I also try and get in an interview once a week as well. Um, yeah. My last interview was with Latimer Alder. Um, number two, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's uh, it was the second one with him, and he's actually he's come up with an idea. He he's um, he said his good lady wife has difficulty listening to an hour long podcast, right? <laughs> so he wants to do like five minute snippets. So I might call them climate shots, <laughs> and do like you know if I record an hour with him, I can break it into snippets and then just do bang 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 yeah that you know, sounds really good and then what we could do is we could say uh, we could we could pay some some uh some we could pay someone to go up to old uh piccadilly circus right you know with with them and a loudspeaker and just start yeah. playing into extinction rebellion yeah that would be good yeah that would be yeah, good yeah that would be good that would did really you see the video that... of the police moving in on before we go did you see the video of the police no. moving in right so today the police moved in on extinction rebellion in piccadilly oh. circus so they all sat on the ground and started right. going, Wah! I don't and did it make that... any difference? To of the course it didn't. They're fucking idiots. Did you see the girl dancing with her tits out? Yes. Everybody right. saw the girl dancing with her tits right. out. So, so my contention here is, did you hear her talking? No. <laughs> oh, wait, you got to listen to her talking, okay? Did because... you read her side? No. No. But you've got to listen to her talking, right? Some of the interviews are, and she's talking to them. So you've got to listen to it, right? Because you can't have sex with that girl, because that would be that would be classified as rape, taking advantage of a female idiot. <laughs> and that that is the wording. That's the wording of the law: taking advantage of a female idiot. Trust me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! It was going so well. You like that one, though? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh, no, John. <clears throat> but that's the hey. That's the way the law is wanted. <laughs> oh fucking hell! <laughs> And with that, it's good night from him. <laughs> and it's good night from me. Good night. <laughs>
too loud Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd I want liberty without conditions Take away that job, I don't want to work I'll stay at home and play in the dirt I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions Your line, I want liberty without conditions. Work on the docks or down a hole. Come out at night and pray for your soul. I want liberty without conditions. I want liberty on my conditions. Diamonds, I don't need those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on Conditions 